of Los Angeles. And we will be starting our Shirim of um, Kashrut on Basar Bechalav, meat and milk. And then we'll go on to other... Um, which, which volume is this? This is volume four. four. Vo- wow. Volume four. So, Be'ezrat uh, Hashem, we'll start off with Basar Bechalav. Then we'll go on to more complicated uh, questions in Hilchot Kashrut. Volume 5 will be dealing with uh, certain rabbinic prohibitions such as Bishul Akum, Stam Yenam, Chalav Yisrael, Chalav Nochri. All of those questions are <coughs> we'll get to in the next volume. So regarding the issue of Basar B'Chalav, meat and dairy, so the uh, Torah tells us lot of Ashel G'di B'Chalevi that a person is not allowed to cook <coughs> a kid in its mother's milk. And the Torah repeats that, that Pasuk three times in the Torah. And the Gemara in Chulim Kuftet Vav tells us, The Torah said that you cannot cook a <coughs> kid in its mother's milk three times. Why three times? Echad li surachila. One is to tell me that if I cook the meat and milk together, it is prohibited to eat it. The second is to tell me that if I cook them together, it is prohibited to derive benefit from. And the third prohibition is actually cooking them together in and of itself, even if I'm not going to eat it, is still going to be a Torah violation. Just to clarify, all three Torah violations only take place if the meat and the milk are cooked together, then it's a prohibition to eat it. Then it's a prohibition to get benefit. But if just eating meat and milk, that were not cooked together. I take a, a piece of cold meat and I put a piece of cheese on top of it and I eat it. I have not violated a Torah violation. Obviously, it's going to be a rabbinic violation. Now, having explained that, the question is, um, the Torah says a kid in its mother's milk. Now that seems to be very specific. It has to be the milk of the, of the mother of the actual meat that we are eating. That seems to be the Torah violation. Explains the tour. It is stated three times in the Torah. One is to tell us it's prohibited to cook. The second time it's telling us prohibited to eat. And the third time is to tell us it's prohibited to get benefit. Why did the Torah use the word levashel? It should have told us you can't eat it. Why did it use the word levashel three times? Lomar to tell us. It is only a Torah violation to eat it if the meat and milk were cooked together. If they weren't cooked together, there's no Torah violation. And then he continues, Ugdi Davka, not only a kid, Ela Shor Se Eiz Loshna Bechalei Dimo, Loshna Bechalei Vachere, Bechalei Vacheret. If it's not cooked together, right. you can't eat a piece of meat together with milk. Only rabbinically it's prohibited. Only rabbinically. You cannot eat them together, only rabbinically. From the Torah, you could eat that, 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 you could have a sandwich with a piece of salami meat and a piece of cheese. You could eat it and you can make a bracha. According to the Chachamim, they came along and said that that's going to be prohibited. They don't, Chachamim don't allow it. Chachamim don't allow it. So obviously, practically, we can't do it. But on a Torah violation, one hasn't committed a, a, a Torah violation. Now, um, the tour basically told us that it's not just a kid and it's not just the milk of the mother, but it's any milk and any meat. Why did the Torah describe it in such a way? Apparently, that was kind of the most common or, or, or that was... The, the Torah describes things in the, the language of how things usually occur, etc., etc. And that is... Uh, why the Torah uses phraseology, but it's obviously any milk and any meat would be uh, prohibited to cook together and then eat together uh, or derive benefit. 
Having said that, when I say any meat, I'm talking about a kosher animal and kosher milk. As we'll see in a moment, perhaps there are going to be other exceptions to the rule. Now, just before we get to that, the Aruch HaShulchan, and I won't read it inside, but he points out that there are two unique dinim that we have with Basa Bachal. Number one, almost in all <coughs> Torah violations, the prohibition specifically regarding eating is only a prohibition of eating. However, you can derive benefit. There's a stringency regarding the Basa Bachala that we find very rarely. We find it with Yilchot Chametz, we find it with Kilea Kerem, but very rarely do we find that there's a prohibition not only of eating, but also of deriving benefit. Point number one. Point number two, we don't find anywhere else in the Torah that there's actually an issue of cooking these objects together. And here, when it comes to Basa Bachala, meat and milk, there's a prohibition not only of uh, uh, eating it, but cooking it together. That in and of itself is a Torah violation, and that is unique. And perhaps that is the reason why we're going to see there are going to be many, many rabbinic violations that because of the severity of the prohibition. That's some, the fact that the Torah gave three variations of the Torah violation, and they are almost unheard of, means that the Torah viewed this in a very severe way, and that could explain why the sages were very careful in terms of how they treated the prohibition of meat and milk, and we'll see there are going to be many rabbinic violations regarding this issue. However, just before we get to the rabbinic violations, I want to clarify, what exactly is the Torah violation? He said if you take meat and you cook it with milk, you've transgressed the Torah violation. What type of meat and what type of milk? Here there is a Mishnah. In Chulin Perichet, Mishnah Dalet, Basar Behemat Tahora, kosher animal, a, 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 a cow, Bechalav Behemat Tahora, in the milk of a kosher animal, cow's milk, Asur Levashel Vasur Bahana'a, is prohibited to cook it and obviously to eat it and to get benefit. Basar Behemat Tahora, what about kosher beef? Okay, from a, a cow. In a non-kosher animal's milk, for example, camel milk or pig's milk, okay? What would there be? Or the opposite. You have a, a, a trafe animal, a, a camel, a, a steak of camel with the milk of a, of a cow. What would be the din? It is permitted to cook that and it is permitted to derive benefit. What is it not permitted? Eating. Obviously you can't eat it. There's trafia. But in terms of the prohibition of getting benefit, of deriving benefit, of cooking, that only applies to a kosher animal with kosher milk. That, that mixture is problematic. Why is this so important? First of all, we usually talk about, oh, he ate a pork, ham and cheese on Yom Kippur. The truth is, if he probably would have eaten, if he ate ham and cheese, right, that's not so bad because that's actually not a Torah violation. Even if they were cooked together, the ham, you know, ham, uh, cheeseburger, a cheeseburger made out of ham, that would not be a Torah violation. Of course, it's a Torah violation in terms of eating the ham, right, in terms of eating pork. But in terms of basa v'chala, right, it's actually worse if it was a beef. And a um, and uh, and cheese. The nafkamina and other people. What? Okay. So now you've got this burger, fried ch- um, KFC, right? So they, they, they fry in milk. So that's a bad example. They're using they're using chicken. Let Let's keep it on a, a um, cheeseburger. A cheeseburger, but it's not not kosher milk or it's not kosher meat, right? Could a person derive benefit? A practical ramification is can I own a, own a business like that? Or can I have shares in such a business? There might be a big difference. You have to say, I don't know what, what meat McDonald's uses and what meat and what uh, milk they use, right? But could it be that, okay, it's, it's trade and they're serving meat and milk together. They're cooking meat and milk together. But according to this Mishnah, again, I don't know the facts about McDonald's. According to this Mishnah, maybe there's room to be lenient. 
Now, there's a big dispute. When we say about the, the mission that seemed to makes, imply... Does that make sense? Look, the Torah... We're going now on a, on a Doraita level. The Torah only prohibited, for whatever reason, a kosher animal and kosher milk cooked together. Non-kosher animal and kosher milk. The Torah said you can't eat it, but you can derive benefit. And the Chachamim didn't seem to have a problem with that, which means that I might be able to get, have shares in a McDonald's store. Now, the truth is Mr. Rothschild is correct. Why? Because the, it's not in our Sefer, but there is a Siman in Yoredah, Kuftet Vav, I think it's Kuftet Vav, if I'm not mistaken, where their Chachamim say, you're not meant to, even though there's no issue of deriving benefit from, let's say, I don't know, prawns. Prawns is trade, lakuliyama. There's no issue of deriving benefit. Can I open up a prawn shop, you know, and just sell prawns to the local goyim? You know, they're no Jews. It's not lifneide. So say Chachamim, no. You're not allowed to do business with trade food. If you went, let, let's say I went to uh, fishing. I'm fishing for, for kosher fish. And it turns out that I get a catfish in my thing. I'm allowed to sell that to the guy because that's not my intention. I, I'm not trying to run a non-kosher business. I'm trying to run a kosher fishery. And it turns out that in the catch there were some non-kosher fish and that would be permitted. Right? So according, according to that, there might be a problem. In terms of the, the laws of Basa Bechalav, it's, it's definitely not a Torah violation of Hana'ah. Right? It could be a rabbinic violation of, of that discussion, but that needs more further, further involvement because there are certain times when one can uh, be permitted. Perhaps when we get into the sugya of Stam uh, Yenam and Yain Nesech in Volume 5, we'll discuss that issue further. So can I have shares in a non-kosher supermarket? It could be. could very well be. I uh, could very well be. If it was in a Jewish area, I would have a problem. But yeah, that might be more complicated. <coughs> and depends maybe how much shares you have yeah. in it, uh, you know, etc. So that is a whole discussion in a... Yeah. So Midorabbanon, a tray for meat and, and milk cooking together, is that a problem? Midorabbanon? You said Midorites, no. it's not a problem. No. Um, there's no problem of not... cooking and there's no problem of hana. There's even, only a problem. Correct. The only problem, obviously, is eating. If I wanted to make dog food and make it for milk and meat together, I have no problem. No, that, if dog food. Dog it, food. It depends what the. It depends if it was kosher meat and kosher milk. I don't, that's I don't not the kosher animal. That's not be kosher meat. Kosher animal. Co oh, so this uh, is no, a, yeah, oh, yeah, this is a, this is the question. Okay. When we say the Mishnah was talking about, the Pshat of the Mishnah is a behemat me'ah, which means that I'm not talking about a cow that was just not shechted correctly. I'm talking about a donkey, right, or a camel. But what happens if it's a kosher animal, but a, it's an avela, right? The lichora, that's not what the Mishnah was talking about, and that is a discussion amongst the Poskim. Vadai, according to the Pshat of the Mishnah, Yesh Makom Lahachmir, which means that in the case of the dog food, I mean, again, assuming they're talking about they're using, let's say, cow meat yeah, and milk, and milk coming from a cow, Mistoma, you might have a problem. Unless you're going to say that a Nevela is included in a behemoth's mouth, which is a discussion amongst Achronim, about Vadai Yesh Makom Lahachmir, Vadai, Vadai Shakim. Yeah, that seems to be the Pshat of the Mishnah, Baba. Okay, we have, uh, we're, we're, let us, uh, I'm going to skip the next uh, case, I'll just, or let's just go to source number seven, the Ramah. The Ramah says, Kol basar sheno asur Torah, any meat and milk that is not prohibited from the Torah, mutar bahana, is permitted to get benefit from. So that could mean all the discussions that we've been talking about. Right, the, 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 the pork sandwich, you can't eat it, but you know, if you want to give it to your Goyish business partner, that, and you're obviously getting Hana from that or even selling it to him, there would be no problem uh, on an ad hoc basis. Let's call it like, we'll, we'll just leave it as an ad hoc basis. If it becomes your, uh, you know, your business, then we could get into other problems that I, that I mentioned earlier. Okay. <clears throat> where, where could this be a problem of like cooking? Okay, so we've seen that there's a prohibition of cooking meat and milk. Um, sometimes uh, you find that people that are makele 
to use one dishwasher. So if you use one dishwasher, so you do a milk cycle, then they do a meat cycle, whatever it is. And the, at the bottom of the, um, at the, bottom of the uh, dishwasher, there's like a filter. And that's where all, the, all the, the leftover food gathers. So you could theoretically have a situation where you've got meat there, and then you've got milk. The next cycle goes in. Again, for those who have separate uh, dishwashers, you never get into this problem. For those who use the same dishwasher and relying on, on those opinions that I say it's makel, one could get into a problem of bishul basa b'chalab in terms of the, 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 the things, the food, the leftover food that gets stuck in the material, in the eating. There's a lot of room to be lenient over there. Number one, it's probably not rawi l'achila. Um, there's a lot of soap over there, etc., etc. You definitely don't have kavana for it. So that gets into a big trail of davar sheinomit kaven, which we're not going to go into. It's a huge topic in halacha in general. Not only, we usually think of it regarding hilchot, Shabbos. But the truth is, it's, it's regarding all different types of Averot. Uh, Just to point out that there, Yesh Makom Lahachmir, definitely, there's definitely a lot of room to be lenient. Another thing that uh, the Yalkut Yosef Abiyah is talking about when you're throwing things in the garbage, sometimes you pour boiling hot water on the garbage and you know, you're pouring out the hot, uh, the hot milchik soup into the garbage. And there happens to be, you know, the leftover schnitzel or steak from, from the night before in the garbage. Could there be a problem? Again, he holds that pr- pretty much one doesn't uh, generally have to worry about these things. It's a sveik sveika, etc., etc. Why couldn't there be a problem? Because when you if pour you hot water... In the garbage. But cooking, even cooking in and of itself is a Torah violation. Even if I'm not going to eat it. So here I'm taking, let's say I've got a, a schnitzel that I threw away yesterday. And now I pour my hot, hot milchik soup over it. I'm going to throw it away. But did the schnitzel get cooked with the hot soup? Possibly. What's special? What does that mean? Oh, so so th- th- that's why he's saying there's room to be lenient because it might not be, it's, it's not, only real. It's not going to be Yad but it's not going to be Yad Soledet. Okay, so if it's not Yad Soledet, so, then... You, you call cooking, even if it's not Yad Soledet. It depends, if it was hot, if it was hot, if it was hot into the garbage. Now, admittedly, most times when you pour something into the garbage, it's not that hot. Yes. It has to be, according to Rav Shlomo Zaman Arbach, 45 degrees, according to Rav, Rav Moshe Feinstein, 40 degrees, 41 degrees. Generally, things that you throw in the garbage are not that hot. Yes. So you don't get around the problem. I'm just saying that, in theory, you could have got it into a problem. Okay, let us move to the major topic of today's year, and that is, how much time do I have to wait between eating uh, meat and dairy? So here there's a famous Gemara in Masechet Chulin Daf Kufhei, I'm on page 29, source number nine. Amar Rav Chizda, Rav Chizda tells us, Achal Basar, if a person ate meat, Asur Lechol Gvina, you cannot afterwards eat cheese. And then the Gemara uh, continues on that line, and th- then it says, Amar Mar Ukva. Mar Ukva tells us as follows. I, in regard to this matter, am like vinegar to wine in comparison to my father. My father is like wine, I'm like vinegar. Why? My father, if he would eat meat today at 2 p.m., he would wait 24 hours until 2 p.m. tomorrow before he would eat milk. However, I don't eat this meal. The next meal I do eat. The Gemara, if we're going to go by Mar Ukva, clearly Mar Ukva's father seems to be a tzaddik. So we're not going to pass an alacha like Mar Ukva's father, who was obviously one of Anshe Maiseh, he was taking many good deeds and chumras upon himself. But Mar Ukva tells us that he wouldn't eat from one meal to another. By the way, is Mar Ukva over here being machmir on himself, being meikul, meikar adin? How do you understand this Mar Ukva? He says, I don't eat from this meal to the next meal. So we'll see that that's actually machloket, rishonim, how to understand marukva. Some will explain 
that Marukva is telling us what the halacha is, and his father was a machmir. Others could explain this Gemara saying, no, Marukva's father was a super machmir, and Marukva was a machmir, but not Meikar Adin. So let's see the different approaches so in. You, you could also understand that his father was, he's saying his father was Lechatchila, but I'm Diyavet. Yeah, you could have explained it like that. You could have explained it like that. I haven't seen any Rishonim that kind of suggest that 24 hours is the Lechatchila. So, so that is a possibility. You could have understood saying, it that I'm, way, but not, you, not, none of the Rishonim. I'm Lechatchila, well, you said my father's. Uh, so the difference between people who wait three hours and people who wait six hours is because their meals oh. are. Oh, so hours. we're going to we're going to explain. We'll, we'll we'll try and try. We Let's get one please hour. God. <laughs> we'll try and work out where the three hour uh, meal came from. But before we get to that, we're going to we're going to find three approaches in the Rishonim. How much time one has to wait. The first approach is the approach of the Rosh and the Ramba. The Rosh says like this, Amar Mar Ukva, he quotes the Gemara of Mar Ukva, so we're not going to repeat it, and then he says as follows, Pei Rosh, I'm on page 30, Bizmanam, in the time of the Gemara, Sheragil Adam Nisod, Dahainu Mizman Sudata Boker Adzman Sudata Ered, they didn't have snacks. They had a meal in the morning, they had a meal in the evening. Upachot Mishirozeh Eine Chol Dvina Achar Basar. And one should not eat cheese or dairy in less than this time between the two meals, right? The, the, um, what's it called? The, the, um, the, the time period between the two, the interval. You cannot eat within this interval. Why? So that's 12 hours. No, that's six hours. We'll see, we'll, we'll see. The Rosh actually doesn't say how many hours it is. He says it's between the two meals. So we have to work out when was the two meals. The Loeshkechan man, the Shari Af Bahaishiura, El Amar Ukva, Bekakari Nafle Chalabachamra, says the Rosh, this was Mar Ukva, and he calls himself vinegar to one, i.e., the Rosh understood that according to Mar Ukva, he was going pretty much like the Meikar Adin, like not being Machmir, you know, the lowest common denominator. So says the Rosh, obviously you can't go lower than Marukva, <coughs> and you have to wait between meals. What is the time period between meals? Is it 12 hours? Is it 8 hours? The Rosh doesn't say. Famously, the Rambam does. And what does the Rambam say? Oh, we'll get to that in a moment. The Rambam basically tells us you have to wait the interval between the two meals, which is kamo sheishaot, similar to six hours. Why kamo? Oh, so we'll see kamo in a moment. Where, why did he say the word kamo? But first of all, where did the Rambam get six hours? We know between two meals. So what does two meals mean? It could very well mean that it's a din in... I don't know, a guy ate breakfast at 8 o'clock in the morning and he eats supper at 6 o'clock at night. That's a lot more than 6 hours. Where did the Rambam get 6 hours from? So here the Lechem Mishnah explains it as follows. We know the Gemara in Brachot tells us a Talmud Chochem only would eat, everyone basically only ate 2 meals a day in the times of, of the Talmud. But when did the Talmud Chochem eat breakfast? The Gemara says the Talmud Chacham would eat breakfast in the sixth hour. That means he'd wake up, daven, learn, etc. And he'd have his breakfast in the sixth hour. Now, when did he have supper? The Gemara, the, the, the Lechem Mishnah explains, Mistoma, everyone ate supper at the same time. When the sun went down, basically people finished their work, they ate supper, went to bed. That was, you know, that was the life before electricity. So supper was basically at sunset, was in the 12th hour. And if he ate in the 6th hour, so therefore we have a, an, an idea of the Rambam, where did he get 6 hours? Because that was what a Talmud Chochem would, would wait. But the interval between the Talmud Chochem's meal and the, the but supper. automatically then those Sha'at will be Shemani off, wouldn't they? Because you eat when it goes dark, and yeah. you eat when it gets in the morning, and the time differences depend on the time of the day. Right. Okay, so we'll see, we'll see whether it is 
it is uh, Charlotte's money up. In the, let's leave that as an open question for the me- for the meantime. Wait a minute. Where comes the point that waiting three hours or six hours or eight hours? Because what? L'su'udata acharita achilna. Lav b'su'udata sheregilin la'asot echat shacharit vechat arvit. He is not referring to, you know, the breakfast meal and the dinner meal that they usually had, the two meals that they had. Even immediately, according to Tosvot, if he removed the table, he benched, he completed his meal A, and he now moves on to meal B, According to, according to Toswat, uh, would be mutar. Why the law plug We had a difficulty with the sheet of the Rambam. So what's considered an interview? The Rosh didn't give us an idea. The Rambam kind of told us six hours. It's not mentioned anywhere in the Gemara. Toswat said, if there was a time interval, why did the Chazal not say it? And obviously people have different, you know, they eat meals at different times. And therefore... Say Tosford, it's not a question of timing, it's a question of a different meal. Okay, so that's a completely different, a lot uh, more lenient opinion. According to Tosford, I can have a, a meat hamburger, a bench, clean pretty much, table, switch to... clean on the table, set the table, and then I can have my uh, glitter, uh, you know, for, for dessert, assuming that it's considered a new meal, right? That's opinion of Tosford. A third opinion is even more lenient. And this is the opinion of the Baal HaLachot Gdolot and Rabbeinu Tam. No small, uh, uh, you know, Rishonim over here. And they say as follows. Tosvot in Chulim Kufdalet says, V'Rabbeinu Tam Mepharesh, V'chein HaLachot Gdolot. D'achal basar asu lechol When we said that if you ate meat, you cannot eat cheese, that's if I didn't wash my hands and rinse out my, my mouth. But if I just wash my hands, rinse out my mouth, it would be permitted according to Rabbeinu Tam in the same meal. In the same meal. And Marukva who didn't eat until the next meal because he didn't wash his hands or he didn't, and he didn't clean out his mouth. Inami, or perhaps, machmira latzmoya. Marukva was a machmir. I, we, we asked the question beforehand, what is Marukva? What is he saying? He's vinegar to compare to his father, and therefore, because he's going according to the base halacha, says Rabbeinu Tam, no. Marukva was also machmir. Because me'ikar adin, according to Rabbeinu Tam, you don't even have to wait till the next meal. All you have to do is you have to wash your hands and clean out your mouth. We don't have the question of bracha achrona anywhere here, do we? According as, to Rabbeinu Tam, you don't need any it. Any of these opinions, it's not, it's not a relevant factor. No, it is. According yeah, to Tosvot, would say you need a new meal. And you would assume that according to the Rambam, perhaps also. The Rambam is stressing... So what's the definition of a Sudakher? It's not just that it's also a time interval. You have to have a time interval. According to Tosot, you don't need a time interval. You just need a new Suda. According to Rabbeinu Tam, you don't even need a new Suda in the same Suda. Now let me ask, why, why do we need to wait? What's the logic between having to wait or not having to wait? It must be a question of Achila. So if, it, if it's considered... Basa b'chala, in terms of achila, in terms of eating. Well, clearly, because there's an issue of eating. Right, there's so obviously an issue of eating, meat, and milk together. Obviously, you can't eat together. Yes. But what does it mean together? The so issue is bishul together. No, there's That's bishul the and right. hanah. The, 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 so what issues is that you your food and your stomach, achila. somehow or other, some kind of bishul, actually take the place. It's also achila. Swallowing. It's not just bishul, it's achila. No, well, well, let's make sense. Uh, if the meat and milk were cooked together, yeah. then it's a Torah violation to eat that meat and milk cooked together. Yeah, okay. 
if they weren't cooked together, you have a meat patty and you have a nice yellow piece of cheese. You can put the meat patty and the cheese together and eat it midoraita. Midoraita to eat meat and milk together even if they weren't cooked. Midorabanan, rabbinically it's prohibited to eat meat and milk together. So now what are Chachamim saying? Not only is it prohibited to eat meat and milk together, which is already a rabbinic prohibition, however, don't even eat them. You have to wait. You have to wait. Why do you have to wait? You have to wait, presumably, presumably, because we're worried about some type of eating together. I, my, my assumption has always been that the digestive process is very similar to the cooking process. Mm. And therefore, the time it takes to digest one type of food and you have the other type together in the stomach, that you have to wait till the two have cleared out. So you have the two together. Okay. So I didn't just assume that's a kind of cooking process. So, 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 you know, so let's see what the Rishonim have to say and then we'll come back. There is someone who wants to say a similar uh, type of idea, but it's very difficult. Lichora. Lichora, it's very difficult to say something. But that would make a, but a, let's see. a serious bitterizer problem if that were the case. Yeah, but no, no one no, says that, in, uh, di that digestion, digestion is, is not the same as no, cooking. No. Right. In fact, there's a proof <laughs> to say the opposite. The Rambam says that the Chalab Bekeva is not, no longer considered Chalab. When we get to the sugyas of Chalav, we'll discuss it. Says the Rambam. I'm on page 43. I'm going to skip now because, because it's very difficult to actually get the idea behind these three approaches if we don't know the reason for waiting between meat and dairy. So I'm going to skip to page 43 and we'll come back afterwards. Source number 38. The Rambam in Yilchot Ma'cholot Asurot Kerektet Halacha Chavchet. Why, says the Rambam? Says the Rambam. What is the... When you eat meat, some pieces of meat might get stuck between one's teeth. And then if I were to have my cheese, I would be eating meat and milk together. Apparently... The concern of you know, pieces of meat getting stuck together is not a concern if you would have milchiks. It's, you know, generally milchiks, the, I don't know, the fibers of the milk. We've all done to get fibers of meat and exactly. and cheese or milk. Exactly. And therefore, say the Chachamim. They made a decree that you have to wait, according to the Rambam, because we worried about the, the meat that got stuck between one's teeth. And then if you would have your cheese, you would be eating meat and milk together, which is a Torah, which is a rabbinic violation. It's an extension of the rabbinic violation of eating. We have to worry about the meat between one's teeth. What's interesting here is that he says, which sounds like he's agreeing with Rabbeinu Tam that Meikar did. If you washed out your mouth and you could clear it all out, you could straight away eat. Lichora. I mean, no, otherwise, why would he no. say he's saying that rinsing is not going to be enough? No, because because the Gemara no, talks about no, no. I'll tell you why it says that. Because the Gemara talks about when if you eat meat, you you have to wait. If you eat milk, you just have to rinse out. So the Rambam's answering. Well, why does the why does the Gemara distinguish when it comes to milk? You just wash out your mouth. When it comes to meat, it doesn't help washing out your mouth. You have to wait. So it explains because of the. Because of the pieces of meat in your in uh, um, stuck in one's teeth. Look at Rashi. Rashi gives a very different answer. Mishum source number forty. Mishum de basar motzi shuman. Meat extracts some type of fattiness. Vehunid back bepe. It gets stuck to one's palate. Umarich betamo. And it remains for an extended period. What is Rashi basically saying? It's not so clear. He's saying that the meat taste remains, and therefore, because you've got some type of well, meaty something. There's some there. type of meaty, fatty uh, uh, something, remnant, something remnant in one's mouth, which stays for a, a long period, and because of that, you have to wait. I, the Rambam is talking about actual pieces of meat. The, the, the Rashi seems to be talking about some type of um, whatever, some fattiness. Now, does time itself have a, is that a problem? What do you With mean? The taste of something that's left in your mouth after you've eaten, eaten it. 
Right, in other words, according to Russia, you could argue that, yeah. that forgetting about a time period, if the taste is still in your mouth, exactly. forgetting about time, exactly. yeah. you still couldn't eat, eat milk. Right, so some people have uh, indigestion. So even after 12 hours, you can still taste the, 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 the burger right, that yeah. you had 12 hours ago. And sometimes wake up and you can taste and it. Yeah, so flesh your tongue in. So I, I, I think the answer would be as follows. I think the answer would be as follows. We are trying to give a reason for Chachamim's takanot. However, you can't necessarily take that and then you could. There are two general approaches. You could say, okay, that's the reason, but you know, there's a there's a law plug. You know, we, we have to we have to somehow define halacha, and you can't go on forever. Or you could say, no, let's look at the reason. If the reason still applies, then maybe we need to be machmir. And if the reason doesn't apply, then maybe we can be maker. Now, just before we, we go further on this uh, um, topic, let's go back to the three reasons. The Rambam and the Rosh says we have to wait an interval of six hours. Now, how does that work with the Rambam? The Rambam said, what's the reason for waiting? Because of the... Uh, meat stuck between my teeth. So what happens after six hours? It's not considered meat anymore. Oh, so possibility number one is, mm. according to the Rambam, after six hours, the saliva in one's uh, mouth has basically digested. digested it to an extent that it's not considered meat anymore. And therefore, I don't have to worry about it. According to that, that would be the Rambam's understanding of why six hours. Now, According to that, does it make any sense to, to say that the Rambam's opinion is based on Sha'ot Zmaniyot? If you say that it's a problem of the, the meat that is remaining in one's teeth, and <coughs> after six hours, it loses its status of meat for whatever reason, that doesn't, doesn't make sense to say that the Rambam was talking about Sha'ot Zmaniyot. And in the winter would be four hours, and in the summer it would be six hours. Doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So then, why did the Rambam use the word kamo? And according to the Samachronim, the simple answer is because it takes around six hours for it to lose its status of meat. But people didn't have watches. So you estimate what six hours is, but it's not dependent on Sha'ot's maniot. That is one approach that is generally the accepted understanding of the Rambam. According to Rashi, why do I have to wait uh, six hours? By the way, Rashi never used the gave us a time formula. But let's say that Rashi adopts the Rambam's opinion. One could also say that for a certain time, this flavor remains. And after that time, the flavor uh, dissipates. Or we don't have to worry about the flavor. Same, same idea. According to Rabbeinu Tam, or for that matter, Tosfot, what is their approach? And I think their approach might be very different. Tosfot is saying, why do you have to go to the next meal? We are, there's only one concern, eating meat and milk together. The Gemara didn't mention anything. I mean, the Gemara does mention the teeth being sucked between the teeth. But that's a separate thing. Tosfot is saying, you're worried about eating it together, so just don't eat it in the same meal. Rabbeinu Tami is saying, as long as you do an action rinsing out your mouth, you're not going to come to eat it together. So even in the same meal would be permitted. It's got nothing to do with Marich Ta'amor or the, the Basar Ben Ashinai. So according to the opinions of number two and number three, i.e. the opinion of Tosva and the opinion of Rabbeinu Tam, it's got nothing to do with Teeth Ben Ashinai, it's got nothing to do with Marich Ta'amor. It's just a question of you don't want them to eat meat and milk together. But then you have a difficulty. So then what's the difference between meat and milk? I, if, you can't, if, you don't, if you eat milk, you shouldn't be able to eat meat straight afterwards in the same, in the same meal. So that's a difficulty on Tosfot. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it, but uh, okay, let's, let's move on. Um, okay, let's, let's uh, now, now that we've fleshed out the reasons why the Rishonim, uh, uh, so, so we've now done the three approaches. Are there any exceptions to the rule? Okay, so let, let's. So, how much tachlis do you have to wait? Says the Shulchan Aruch. Source uh, page 31, source number 50. 
אכל בשר אפילו של חיה ועוף, if a person ate meat, even chicken meat, now obviously chicken meat is only the rabbanan, לא יאכל גבינה אחריו עד שישהה שש שעות. You cannot eat dairy afterwards until one waits six hours. Who is the Shulchan Aruch going according to? The Rambam. The Rambam. But what distinction is he making from the Rambam? The Rambam said, Similar, about, approximately six hours. Shulchan Aruch says, six hours. Six hours, on the dot, nothing, it sounds like nothing else. Why, why did you say before that uh, chicken is the Rabbanan? The whole, the, we're talking only here about the Rabbanan. Correct. I'm saying the actual, you can never get to a Doraita with chicken. Let's call it like that. You can okay. never get to a Doraita with chicken. You can get to a Doraita with beef, huh? if you cooked it together. Uh, yeah. Okay. Now, he says, even if one waited the six hours, now you found some meat in your mouth, Sarich Lahasiro. One has to remove it, meaning that he's saying as follows. According to the Rambam, his concern, why do you have to wait, is for the meat between your teeth. Implying that after six hours, the meat between your teeth, you don't have to worry about. Yeah, According to Rashi... Shulchanach is saying it's oi. If it's there, it's there. It's no, because, why? Because the Shulchanach is paskening both like the Rambam and like Rashi. Rashi was saying, what is the problem? Why do you have to wait the taste? Vadai, meat in your mouth, is always going to be a problem. And therefore, says the Shulchan Aruch, I'm worried for the Shita of the Rambam and the Shita of Rashi. So even if you find pieces of meat in your mouth after six hours, and you could argue that according to the Rambam it would be permitted, we have to worry about the Shita of Rashi. And Rashi says that it's going to be a problem. Furthermore, he says, a person who chews for a baby. In the times of, you know, a hundred years ago, they didn't have blenders. You had to feed your, your baby kid. So you would chew the food to make it soft for the baby. Now, when you chew it, apparently the tourist says it's, the, the, the fattiness doesn't stick in your mouth. Right? However, what's the problem? You might get things stuck in your teeth. I here you might have the problem of the Rambam, but you don't have the problem of the of Rashi. Nevertheless, Tzarich Lamtin. Ay, the Shulchan Aruch, and it's not the Shulchan Aruch, he's basing it on the tool. Basically saying, we are machmir for both the opinion of Rashi and the opinion of the Rambam. And therefore, whether you have one reason or both reasons, you always have to worry about, um, about this and wait <laughs> six hours. What happens if you don't have any of the, the reasons? I, there's not going to be teeth between your teeth, and there's not going to be uh, fattiness on your on your tongue, on your palate. Would you have to wait? So the Igrot Moshe says, a person will ask him, could he take a vitamin, um, a milkic vitamin, and I had some milk, I think, after the electric meal. Says the Igrot Moshe, you can take the vitamin and you don't have to worry. First of all, in terms of Tooth between, uh, meat between the teeth, it's not shy. It's, it's, it's a tablet, whatever. Second of all, in terms of there's no, there, there, there isn't a problem of you. Right? Sorry, uh, he was talking about taking a meat, uh, a meat uh, uh, um, capsule. Right? Could he take a meat capsule when he's. Uh, um, and, then, and then have dairy after. Right, and then have dairy after. So he said, yeah, it's not a problem because if you had a meat capsule, then. Both the reasons don't apply. Okay, let's uh, let's leave it at that. Um, the Khatam Sofer says that when you are a, a person who is sick, one can definitely be uh, makel, and basically you only. Oh, sorry. Before we get to that, oh, I haven't got the shita of the Rama. So according to the Shulchan Aruch, six hours. Now comes along the famous Rama. The the im. Okay. Um, if you do find a piece of meat six hours later, remove it. You have to wash out your mouth, but then you can eat it. You don't have to start waiting again. Oh, Once if you swallow that, that piece of meat, often, you know, if something gets dislodged yeah. in your mouth, then you swallow it. So most possible, you don't have to, don't have to start the count again. Now, 
ויש אומרים, סז הרמה, דאין צריכים להמתיק רק מיד ובירך ברכת המזון מותר על ידי חינוך והדחה. As soon as you finish the meal, you can eat if you clean off the table, you מברך ברכת המזון and the רמה adds and you wash your hands and wipe your mouth. Tosva never mentioned that. The Ramah is assuming that that is Shita Tosva. And what's the logic? The logic is that Tosva was worried about eating meat and milk together. So you have to wash your hands and clean your mouth because there might still be meat on your, on your mouth. והמנהג הפשוט במדינות אלו להמתין אחר אכילת בשר שעה אחת. And the custom in our uh, מדינות is to wait one hour. Now where did that come from? We saw the opinion of the Rambam, six hours. We saw the opinion of Tosvot, a new meal. If it's a new meal, why do I have to wait an hour? Because maybe that defines a new meal. This is the difference. That's not what Tosvot said. Yeah, Tosvot no, said, you make Pirkat HaMazon, and then you, uh, you mesalek the shulchan, the tablecloth, because it's a date. So where did the Ramah all of a sudden come up with this one hour? Because the Ramah is saying that the difference between one meal and the next is... We don't have any Makor in the Rishonim for that. So you could say that, but then he's taking on the Rambam. Sure, so what's the answer? So some want to say that it's based on a Zohar. A Zohar talks about you should wait one hour. That's one answer. Some say, you know, the Minag was not necessarily made by Talmud HaChachami. The Minag was made by the people that wanted to make a Pshara. They didn't want to hold like Rambam six hours. On the other hand, they don't want to be so lenient like Tosvot that you just finish your burger, you, you put on a new tablecloth and then you have, uh, you have your dairy uh, ice cream. So what do they do? They waited an hour. Some type of pshara. So if it's a pshara, maybe it should have been three hours, right? Okay, no, but they made the pshara on one hour. That seems, it's not clear where the Ramah brings it. Okay, where, where it comes from, the Ramah is just telling you what the Minag is. מיהו? צריכים לברך גם ברכת המזון אחר הבשר, ואז הווה כסעודה אחרת. סזר אמר, certainly you have to make ברכת המזון, because the reliance over here is basically saying what? Really, I'm passing me like Tosfot. But I'm going to wait an extra hour לחומרה. So ודאי, you have to say ברכת המזון, etc. זה מותר לאכול לדברי המקרים. אבל בלא ברכת המזון לא מהני המתנת שעה. Without benching, it's not going to help. ואין חילוק אם ימתים מהשעה קודם ברכת המזון או אחר כך. בצז רמה, you can make the benching, you don't have to bench and then wait an hour, you can wait an hour and then bench, it's all, it's all good. Okay, now says, um, let, let's just uh, <coughs> go to the last line of the רמה. Sorry, ויש אומרים, דאין לברך ברכת המזון על מנת לאכול גבינה. אבל אין נזהרים אוקיי, פיין. ודן הוא אומר, ויש מדקתקין להמתין שש שעות. There are scrupulous people that wait six hours. And this is the correct way to behave. So, Shulchan Aruch says, six hours. Comes along the Ramah and says, really, Tosvot, new meal, you're good to go. The Minag is one hour. But really, you should be waiting six hours. What does it mean, really, you should be waiting yeah, six hours? Which one? <laughs> so it says the shach, look at the shach. V'chein nachon la'asot, v'chein katab ma'ashal, v'chein ra'uy la'asot l'kol shini sh'yesh bo re'ach ha'torah. Anyone who has, now, what does that mean? Anyone who has a fragrance of Torah. That's quite a sharp term. I, I think it means like anyone who, who's, who's uh, careful, right, about, about the Torah should wait six hours. Look at the Taz. Taz says a, a, slim, a similar dynamic. If you're a yeshiva bocha, or, or I don't know what b'nei Torah means according to the Taz. Right. So, so, so then, you know, they've got to be scrupulous to wait six hours and they shouldn't wait less. So now, as we'll see later on, the Svari Psak is quite definitive. Less than six hours is mamish a problem. You know, you're breaking halacha. The Ashkenazi psak, it's not pashut. The Ramah seems to be me'ikar adin, and this is how Rav Sternbuch says, me'ikar adin, basically, almost immediately, or let's say one hour. Okay, let's say one hour, because we, 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 
after an hour, it's a minag. It's a minag that should be adopted. It's a minag that should be adopted. But in the end of the day, it's a minag. And what's the nafkamina? The nafkamina is going to be, um, first of all, if I've got a different minag, right? Second of all, the three-hour minag, which we'll see in a moment where, where, where we get to that. Second of all, in cases where, where we'll see that there's, there are conflicting values. For example, uh, I'll say it outside. The Yechavedat, source number 20, was asked a question. What happens if a person, this actually happened to me, I just came back from a flight, and on the uh, flight from London, they served the lunch, and you know, when I got onto the plane, it was, it was like two o'clock in the afternoon, they served me lunch, it was bright daylight, and I had chicken. And then, you know, it's a five hour flight, but when you get to Israel, you jump forward like two hours. So like, it's like the middle of the night now. And um, whatever, I was, I was collecting my luggage and it was taking time. So I went to the machine and uh, got, a, got, a, got actually got a chocolate. And I said, Baruch Atah and as I'm thinking, saying that, I just, well, what I, I couldn't, I, it took me like a second, what was the lunch of the, of the plate? And I remember it was chicken wings. So now what I do, so Baruch Hashem, I prepared the, 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 the shiur, um, it's a three-way machloket. Says, Rabbi Vadir Yosef, if you don't do it, if you don't eat it, it's a bracha levatala. You can't even go and eat something else. Because when you make a bracha, you make a bracha on a certain food that you intended to eat. And I was intended to eat that chocolate. So even if someone pulled out, I don't know, some type of pyre of candy, it wouldn't have helped me. So he basically says that in such a case, right, one can be besikum, look at isikum. Mishachav asav tokshe sha'ot birech amachre chalab yitam tima koshi yodesh lotye brichato bracha levatala. He says, in that case, one can be makeup. The Menuchat Ava argues. He says, Mapito, if it's less than six hours, you cannot, you cannot taste it. He says, furthermore, he says, not only that. He says, even if you do taste it, uh, he says, it's a Brachat in any event. Why is it a Brachat Because you made a broch on something that you couldn't have eaten. Huh? Now that you're eating it, it's no level of more. You've already done the Avera, so just don't eat it. That's pretty much the Menuchat Ava. But it depends. I mean, if, you're, if we're saying that the definition, according to the Ramah, is that, is that as soon as you've finished the meal, Meikar Adin, again, oh, oh. you don't so even look have to look at the Truvot Manah. He argues. Look at the Truvot Manah. Lefika. Source number 22. Nir E. Laniutati. Shinkvara Chatspi Vavar Sha'a. If an hour has already passed and he's, you know, cleaned his mouth, he should have some type of, uh, 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 he should taste it. Why? Because according to us, according to Ashkenazim, he's talking, the minhag, the custom is to wait six hours. And obviously we don't throw away customs, but over here, where you've got a, a possible brachal vatana, you're trying to be machmir, you're not trying to break a getter, and therefore would be permitted. You can need to go? Yes, we need to go up to Okay, so we're going to end the... Oh, we're going to dive in here. We're going to dive in here. They said that we're going to dive in here. We're diving here. Yeah, they're going to make the minion here. So we'll... Uh, so let's do it. I've been fasting. I have a day for your side. Right. I want to eat now. Okay. But I go to Sakaji first. You have to wait for the minion. others to come. Okay, but we don't have a minion. We need a minion. Okay, so let's stop here. And, uh, okay. Let's say it again more.